Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. Psalm 78 is where we're going to be this morning. I want us to look at verses 1 through 8 of Psalm chapter number 78 and verse number 1. Beginning in verse number 1, the Bible says this, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. That the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. This morning, I want to preach on the subject, discipleship at home, discipleship at home. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. God, we're so thankful today for the many fathers that are here present with us. I'm thankful for my father, his influence in my life. I'm thankful for my grandfather. Lord, I'm thankful for the greatest father of all, you, our heavenly father, who sent your son, your only begotten son to die for us. Lord, we're thankful today for your word. We're thankful for our homes today. But Lord, we need to do a better job in our Christian homes of disciple making when it comes to our children, when it comes to our grandchildren. Father, I pray that you would show us through your word, you'd speak to us, you would convict us where we need that conviction. And Father, that we would leave today different than when we came in this morning. Father, I pray that you would be with me. I need you this morning. I pray that you would fill me with your spirit. God, that you would give me the exact words that you would have me to say nothing more, nothing less. And we'll give you all the praise and glory for what you'll do and what you've already done this morning here in our midst. And it's in your holy and precious name that we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Charles Spurgeon said about this Psalm, Psalm 78, he said, this is rightly entitled an instructive Psalm. It is not a a mere recap of important events in Israelitish history, but is intended to be viewed as a parable setting forth the conduct and experience of believers in all ages. And this is something that we find here in Psalm 78, especially in verses one through eight, that we as parents, as fathers, as mothers, as grandparents can use when it comes to discipleship within our homes. The first thing that I want us to see here is that when it comes to discipleship at home, we must teach our children God's greatness. When it comes to discipleship at home, we must teach our children God's greatness. Look at verse number one. The Bible says this, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. 
the psalmist here begins to communicate a, a message here to these individuals. And he, he first starts off by give, getting their attention. What does he say here? He says, give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. In modern terminology, what he's saying is he, he's shouting here. He's saying, pay attention. Listen to what I have to say. This is some important stuff for you in your home, for your children. This psalm recounts the amazing history of the nation of Israel, the people who were responsible to pass on to the next generation what God had done for them in the past. In Exodus chapter 10, verse number two, God tells Moses this. He says, and that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's son, what things I have wrought in Egypt and my signs which I have done among them, that they that ye may know how that I am the Lord. God told Moses, hey, I want you to continue to remind your children of what I've done for you. How, you, how I have delivered you out of Egypt, out of the, the bondage, out of the slavery of the Egyptians. Continually remind them of my greatness, of what I have done for you. And then verse number four here in, in Psalm 78, he says, we will not hide them, from their children. The psalmist is saying, listen, to be silent when it comes to the truth of God's greatness would be a shame for parents. To go silent and not to share the greatness of God would be a shame. Thank you for that one amen, Father. No. But he goes on to say, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord. Children ought to be taught how to praise God. And the only way they're going to be taught is if they see our example. Are we praising God for the things that he does in our life? Listen, parents, we should share with them the things that he has done for us in the past, what he's doing for us today. We are to tell our children about the awesome things that God has done in our lives. Listen, when a blessing comes in your life, make sure your children know it's because of the greatness of God, the goodness of God. When God does something for you at your job and you, you get a promotion, make sure your children and your grandchildren know that it is of God, that he is great. He goes on to say, uh, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord, but also and his strength. Listen, we are to remind our children that God is above all other powers. There is nothing that is too difficult for God. Nothing. And our children need to know that. When we're going through a trial in our life at home, our children need to know, hey, our, my parents aren't fretting. My parents aren't worried because they're trusting in the strength that only God can give them. Listen, our kids need to know that, that we are, are, are relying on God's strength, that there's nothing too difficult for him. He goes on to say his wonderful works that he hath done. We're to teach our children that our God is a God of miracles. You know, the, this, the same God that, that uh, parted the Red Sea is the same God that we serve today. The same God that we have today can, can uh, allow someone like Roger to have a, a double lung transplant and four months later, he's back at it at Pan, in Panama City, Florida. That's a God of miracles. And he deserves our praise for that. And our children and our grandchildren need to know that. his wonderful works that he has done. Listen, it is our responsibility to teach our children, to teach our grandchildren, grandparents, and our spiritual children, God's greatness. 
Psalm 145 says this, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. We can't even find the great, all of the greatness of God. I want one generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. Parents, make sure you're speaking around your children of the glorious works and acts of God. Make sure. They need to know. We need to be teaching our children God's greatness. Not only that, but when it comes to discipleship at home, we must, number two, teach our children God's word. We must teach our, children's, uh, our children God's word. Children's, that's plural, right? Look at verse number five. The Bible says, For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children. Understand today, our, our children are living, they're, they're walking through a maze of moral confusion. You can't, you can't turn on the television or go to, go to school without walking through this maze of moral confusion. And the only thing that is going to get them on the straight and the narrow path is the word of God. That is the only thing that is going to be able to guide them through this moral confusion that we see in our world. And understand, he says here in verse number five, he says, for he established a testimony in Jacob. The testimony for the true God was to be transmitted from generation to generation by the instruction of families. And somewhere along the way, we've dropped the ball, I believe, when it comes to that. Passing on from generation to generation. Notice the multi-generational aspect of these verses. He, he mentions forefathers, their children, the children not yet born, and their children. The psalmist is, is, is talking about four generations here. Uh, this is very unique for me. I, I'm privileged in my family to have four generations living. That really is a privilege. That's, a, that's an honor. And my grandfather, he taught my dad and my dad taught me and, and I now teach my kids. Grandparents, listen, your spiritual assignment is not over when your children are grown. Amen? We have a lot of grandparents here today. Your, your, spiritual, your spiritual assignment is not over. You are to influence your grandchildren spiritually as well. I'm thankful that e each year in, in the month of May, we have the opportunity, our family, to go... Um, uh, on a family vacation, Teal's side of the family, all 45, 46 of us. And we get together for our family reunion every year. But I'm so, so thankful that every time we come together as a family, my father-in-law, Teal's dad, will sit down each and every day and, he'll sit, uh, and we'll sit around the word of God. And he'll sit down and tell them of what God has done in his life and praise him for, for how good he's been in his life. And, I'm, and that's important for grandparents to continue to do. You know, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 4, 9, it says, only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen. Amen? Don't forget the things that God has done for you in your life. Don't forget those things, unless they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them, thy sons and thy sons' sons. 
Listen, it's not always easy to teach children God's word. Sometimes our lack of of knowledge and understanding hinders us from teaching our children the word of God. You see, the word of God has to be important to us as parents. The word of God has to be important to us as grandparents if we are going to share it with our kids. It must first be important to us. We must know it. We must study it. We must be able to share it with our children. Listen, we we have to have a a, a special love for the word of God if we're truly going to train our children, if we're going to teach them the word of God. It starts with us, loving his word. But sometimes also our supposed lack of time hinders our teaching of the word to our children. You know, we make the, the old saying, we make time for the things that are important to us. The psalmist makes it very clear here that this is an important thing. That discipleship at the home is very important. And we should take that as, an, as, as important in our own lives. Listen, parents, I, I, I'm as guilty as anyone on this, but we, and, and as I studied this, it, I began to get convicted that we need to get off of our phones more and spend time with our children. This thing right here has hurt a lot of homes. I'll just be honest with you. Parents are continually on their phones, continually doing this, and our kids are just, Running wild. Listen, make time for your children. Teach them the word of God. Show them and and share with them the greatness of God in your life. Listen, biblical instruction. A a lot of times we as as Christian parents, we believe, we believe that biblical instruction should come from the church. And yes, it does, and it helps. But biblical instruction should come from the home. Biblical instruction should come and start at the home. Parents, are we teaching our children God's word? It's part of of discipleship at home. The Bible says in, in Deuteronomy chapter number six, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words, which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up and when thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. Take every opportunity in raising your kids to explain and share and teach the word of God. Every opportunity. We see when it comes to discipleship at the home, are we teaching our children God's word? And then number three, we must teach our children to trust God. We must teach our children, our grandchildren to trust God. Look at verse number seven. The Bible says this, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God. You know, that's a prayer of mine that as a parent, I would set their hope in God. Amen? My kids, their hope in God. That I would have an influence in in that. And these verses tell of, of how Israel forgot about the Lord's work. How could Israel forget what God had done for them? God had done so many miracles in their life and 
I mean, he parted the Red Sea for them and, and he, he led them by day uh, by, by a, a, a pillar, a, a cloud in the sky. And, and by night, he led them by a pillar of fire and, and he gave them manna and he gave them water. How could they forget? But we often do the very same thing in our lives. God has been so good to us, amen? God has been so good to us, but we often forget that. We don't share it with our children. We don't teach our children to trust God. Listen, when God parted the Jordan River for Israel to pass through Joshua, it's very interesting what he did. He began to set up stones to commemorate God's mighty acts so that the future generations would remember. He began to set stones out to remind them of what God had done for them. And my question is today is what are we doing to commemorate God's mighty works in our lives? What stones are we setting in our homes that our children see so they don't forget the wonderful works of God? Church, we have to be, we have to take this seriously. We must commit to parent them. We must commit to disciple them at home. Are we sharing the goodness of God to our children? Listen, are we, parents, are we sharing our stories with them? Are we sharing, are are, are our children hearing us trusting God in our finances? Our children should hear that, that we're giving it to God. We're allowing him to work. We're gonna trust him with our finances. Are we, are our children hearing us trusting God in our needs? Are our our children hearing us trusting God in our health and, and in our relationships? Listen, how can we teach our children to trust God? Listen, we do it by trusting God ourselves. Amen? We are the greatest example. We we can be the greatest teacher by example. Are you trusting God? Are you trusting God for your needs, for your financial ones, for, for your health needs, for your relationships? A part of discipleship at home is to teach our children to trust God. But then lastly, we must teach our children to obey God. We must teach our children to obey God. Look at verse number seven. The last part says, but keep his commandments and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their hearts aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. You know what, parents? We need to help our children build their own set of convictions in their life. Amen? We need to help them build their own set of convictions in their life. The psalmist says, teach them so that they will obey God better than their fathers. You know, your children won't always be under your roof. I'm quickly beginning to realize that my daughter, my oldest daughter turns 10 here soon, right, Scarlett? And it's just going going so fast. There's going to be one day when they're no longer under your roof. And, and, and understand, we must train them. We must teach them. And we must take that 18 to 20 years to to train them to trust God and to obey them with their life. When our children leave home, we can't make their decisions for them anymore, right? It's too late. We can't make our decisions, their decisions for them. I love what Joseph said when Joseph was brought out and sold into slavery. And he said in Genesis 39, 9, he said, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Listen, when we teach our children, we must teach them that when they disobey dad and mom, they're also disobeying God, right? We need to teach them to obey God. 
Teach them to listen to him. We must teach our children by example. I wrote down this example. Sometimes in our lives, we, we, we tell our children not to lie, right? We, we get upset when they lie. But then we'll get a phone call at home and we tell our kids, hey, tell them I'm not here, right? We get a, a knock on our door. Hey, tell them that, that we're out, we're out. We can't, we can't meet. But then we get upset when they lie. Listen, it's about being an example. Teaching our children to obey. Some people will say, do as I say, not as I do. Don't say that as a parent. Do as I say, not as I do. Listen, when, when, we, when we as a parent, we say, listen, we do, you do what we do. And we need to be the example to set. Consistency is essential when it comes to raising our kids. The Bible says in Joshua 24, 15, it says, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Will you make that same commitment in your home today and every day? As for you and your house, you will serve God. As for you and your house, you will teach your children. You will disciple them at home because that's where it starts. Do your children see that you are serving the Lord? Are you setting the right type of example for them? Do your grandkids see that you're setting the right type of example? Someone once said this, I had a drug problem when I was a young person. I was drugged to church on Sunday morning. I was drugged to church on Sunday night. I was drugged to church on Wednesday night. I was drugged to Sunday school every week. I was drugged to vacation Bible school. I was drugged to the family altar to read the Bible and pray. Those drugs are still in my veins and I don't think I'll ever kick the habit. Listen, I think when we bring our kids to church, we don't just bring them, but we tell them why, right? That's a key. When raising our kids, we tell them why we do what we do, but make sure we're discipling them and everything. Our children and our grandchildren. Listen, church, the children within this church are too important for us not to teach. The children in our lives are too important for us not to disciple. It was important for the psalmist here, and it should be important, important for us here at Fellowship Baptist Church. Let us commit as parents and as grandparents to teach them of God's greatness. Let us commit to teach our children God's word. Let it be a, a special part to us so that it flows off uh, of us to our children. And let us teach our children to trust God in everything and teach our children to obey Him. Because that is part of discipleship at home. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information, check out fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.